This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, May 21st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Cal OSHA delays COVID-19 changes. Canal funding bill survives. Bozeman, don't touch the farm bill. And Vilsack slams 30 by 30 critics. Cal OSHA delays updates to COVID-19 regulations. The Cal OSHA Governing Board has paused a decision to add further masking requirements to California's COVID-19 workplace safety regulations. The action is in response to new CDC guidance easing masking requirements and to the governor's plan to fully reopen the state on June 15th. Cal OSHA will update its recommendations to the board for a decision on June 3rd. Board members also said the regulations should be made permanent in case the state experiences another coronavirus wave and to prepare for the next pandemic. Groups representing agricultural employers and other business interests urge the board to drop the regulations entirely. They argued the requirements immediately became outdated since vaccines were available within weeks of the board's November decision. The state has now gone six months without updating the regulations to reflect this. State advances funding for fixing canals. SB 559 escaped the suspense file yesterday, making it out of the Senate Appropriations Committee, though not without a fight. The committee added amendments to make the $800 million in funding contingent upon a federal cost share. Other technical amendments were added as well, though it is not yet clear what those entail. Senator Bob Wykoski of Fremont, who chairs a key budget subcommittee overseeing resources and environmental protection, voted against the measure. Another wildfire grazing bill dies in the legislature, a bill that would have incentivized grazing to improve conservation and help suppress wildfires on grasslands was held in committee yesterday. The Senate Appropriations Committee did not release any details on why the decision was made to stop the bill from advancing for the year. The bill had strong support from the California Cattlemen's Association and Audubon, California, along with several other prominent environmental groups. The author was Senator John Laird of Santa Cruz, who served as Natural Resources Secretary in the Brown administration. Remember, another measure to ease grazing permits that was sponsored by the Cattlemen's Association was dropped ahead of a committee hearing in April. USDA sets strategy for expanding climate smart ag. The Agriculture Department issued a climate strategy yesterday that heavily focuses on measuring the impact of climate-friendly practices, taking steps to facilitate private carbon markets, and ensuring all farmers can benefit financially from addressing climate change. The climate plan, billed as a progress report that lays out broad goals and priorities and provides no specific policy proposals, makes no direct mention of establishing a carbon bank or using the department's Commodity Credit Corporation spending authority to make payments to farmers. The plan, which was developed at the direction of President Joe Biden, briefly suggests USDA could help support carbon credit prices, but emphasizes the use of private markets to compensate farmers for carbon-conserving practices. 
The report addresses every aspect of the challenge that we have and will enlist all of the resources, tools, and capacities that the Department of Agriculture has to enable agriculture to be part of the solution to climate change, Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack said in an interview with AgriPulse. You can read our full report at AgriPulse.com. Stabenow and Bozeman at odds over Farm Bill funding. Senate Agriculture Chairwoman Debbie Stabenow says she's continuing to work on getting increased funding for conservation programs included in an upcoming climate infrastructure package. But the committee's top Republican, John Bozeman of Arkansas, pushing back against including the funding and a reconciliation bill without GOP input. Stabenow and Bozeman both weighed in on the issue during an informal joint appearance with reporters after a committee hearing yesterday. Bozeman said, I would hope we're not going to rewrite the next farm bill through reconciliation. Stabenow responded with assurances that the 2023 farm bill would be written by the committee. But Bozeman persisted, making clear that he's still concerned that the spending provisions could shape the structure of the next farm bill. Massive changes in farm bill policy don't need to come about through reconciliation with no input from Republicans and really very little input from Democrats. Take note, USDA issued a strategy yesterday for advancing climate smart agriculture that depends heavily on using existing programs and policies to help farmers adopt new conservation practices. Vilsack accuses 30 by 30 critics of scare tactics. Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack doesn't mince words when asked about continued claims that the administration is trying to take 30% of U.S. land out of production through its 30 by 30 initiative. House and Senate Republicans have introduced legislation to block the America the Beautiful plan, which seeks to bolster voluntary farm conservation programs to reach its goal of conserving 30% of the nation's land and water by 2030. North Dakota Senator Kevin Kramer said the administration, quote, is paving the way for another attempted land grab by the federal government. We have stated repeatedly, very clearly, what this is and what it isn't, Vilsack told AgriPulse. The administration's initial blueprint for what is also known as the 30 by 30 initiative says, we honor and respect private property rights, Vilsack said, and asked, does that sound like a land grab? GOP critics, quote, just want to scare people. People want us to work together, and there is nothing in that report that would concern a farmer or rancher because it's really saying, gosh, we're doing good stuff, we need to do more of it, Vilsack said. Here's today's They Said It. Mother Nature has made it clear we have no more time to waste, which is why we call on Congress to recognize one of the great needs of the 21st century and invest in our western water infrastructure. That Jennifer Pierre, Dan Keppen, and Dave Puglia in an op-ed for The Hill. Pierre manages the state water contractors, Keppen directs the Family Farm Alliance, and Puglia is CEO of the Western Growers. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, May 21st. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.